I was there. I don't have to listen to it. This week's show because it was a disaster. When you live in a beach resort, it's easy to forget whether you are playing or working. On each week's show, we settle in with a cocktail and try to figure out if there is a difference. This is Day Drinking on Delmarva. I am Todd from GoodCleanFunLife.com. And I'm Tony Russo, no relation, and you're listening to Day Drink on Delmarva, a podcast about the life and culture on the Delmarva Peninsula. Todd drinks because he gets to live here. I drink because I have to live here. <laughs> so much fun. So many things. We're sorry we were gone so long. I really feel like, I mean, I don't want to tempt fate, but I really feel like we'll be back with a lot more regularity going forward but todd's been knee deep in beach loving people and i've been knee deep in kooks and <laughs> you know when you're knee deep in in two polar opposite things it can be hard it can be hard to connect hard to hard to link up for yes, sure very so before we get to all the things that we have to get to which are a lot of them uh, we want to thank our sponsor our sponsors are the drinks that we are drinking and i think Therefore, I am. Um, I think this week I'm sponsored by. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I reserve the right to come up with a better name, but I'm going to name this after the show somehow. So okay. the day day drinking on Del Mar of a DOD cooler, maybe. Oh, um, because I invented this drink and I'm very proud oh. of it. OK, uh, it is Empress Gin. Mm. which is purple. And I didn't know that when I bought it, I thought that it was in a purple bottle. And when I poured it out, I was horrified. And I said, if this stuff tastes like grape, I'm going to burn the world down. Fortunately, it did not. Um, Yeah. Snoop Dogg's taste is a little bit like grape, but, um, but it it has gin. Yeah. Yeah. They made me try it. Um, Actually, they made me try it, and I was the only one who had tried it. So they took a picture of me just to prove that they were there. Uh, so, so, but that's that's a that's a story for another day. Uh, but this is Empress Gin, which is purple and is floral. And I don't know if it would make a good martini. That was my big problem when I got mm-hmm. it. I got it, and for, I thought I would make a nice martini with it. And I don't trust it as a martini. I don't. I don't feel like the olive is going to be its friend. I feel like the lemon is more its friend than the olive. So I, um, I so I had some with soda, and it was great with soda, obviously. Um, right. And then I had it with uh, a little bit of Saint Germain, which I now just keep in the house to add to drinks for fun, mm-hmm. and a drop of lemon, and it is quite quite tasty. Uh, the gin's a little more expensive than I'm used to spending, so I'm not going to have it all the time. <laughs> and also, I'm making another huge push at becoming less huge, so I'm also not drinking very much anymore. But this is my drink. We're sponsored by the DOD Cooler. DOD Cooler. I think that's great. And, I, of course, it is the Good Clean Fun Purple, which right. is kind of kind of like on brand for us. I think that's wonderful. Uh, I, I jotted down the name, so I wouldn't forget it so that I can get some for Natalie because I think she might <laughs> really enjoy that. Oh, it's very good. It's very in good. color in color alone. And we, too, also have uh, St. Germain's in the house uh, to add to anything. Although I'm not having a cocktail, I'm just having uh, some bullet bourbon on the rocks, which is my go-to any anytime, anywhere. Yeah. Can't be disappointed. 
Yeah, and <laughs> we are starting a little late because I had a I'm embarrassed about how bad I am at bartending. And my lemons <laughs> always look so very sad. And I'll show that if you if you'd like to look, it'll we'll I'll put a video a uh, picture on the um on the insty on the in- interior. I've already done one, but I it was that my wife did the uh lemon and it looks a lot better. Mine mine <laughs> looks like I found it on the street. Yeah, that looks but, like it's been yeah. picked up off the the bar mat. Yeah, it's not it's not great. It it has to do with my it's it's my skill. It's maybe my poor lemon choice or maybe my poor knife work, but um it could be made pretty by someone who knew their stuff. Speaking of things who people who know their stuff, I used to do this column for the for the uh Delmarva people um and it was called bartenders who know their stuff and I would interview oh. different bartenders. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how, like, the idea of trying to tell, like, more personal stories about businesses is just, it's like the least repugnant to me of things to, you know, of things to do. I mean, you know, I I wrote a lot of advertorial and the advertorial was just always garbage. I mean, even when people didn't know it was garbage. But, like, when you get to say, hey... You know, you talk to somebody and you're like, hey, you know, what are your who's who's your favorite bartender and things like that. You know, you get to see how close people are, how close people in the industry tend to be with one another. I know you probably have a lot to say about that, uh, but it was something that had occurred to me earlier. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we uh, just got back from if we're jumping into our one cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We may as well. Uh you know, we've, we've been away, you and I have been away, uh, for about a month. <laughs> so there's been a, there's been a couple weeks that have gone by, but the most recent memory is uh, the last couple days. And one of my favorite things of the year actually compounded right on top of each other is the, both the employee party at the starboard and then the restaurant Olympics, oh, uh, that, that was were just, week. That was just held just yesterday. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I always yeah. like that too, honestly. And, and it is, uh, it's a great thing. Uh, it's been going on, put on by the uh, Dewey Business Partnership uh, for a number of years. They're shifted locations. The Hyatt Place, their restaurant, which has been closed for four years, the Lighthouse, just reopened uh-huh. really in, the, in late uh, July. So, but there's a bigger beach. So there's a new spot. And, um, and, you know, of course, after missing last year with COVID, it was great to be back and see everybody out, uh, competing and and having fun. And it really is that now um, uh, I've got to quick interrupt you before, uh, you go much farther. Tell everybody who doesn't know what it is, what it is. It's it's basically field day for adults in the restaurant industry, uh, in and around the the Dewey area. And field day the field day events that they have are different every year, but a lot of the th- same things that you would imagine, like uh, you know, a dizzy bat relay. Right, uh, we're, we're right on the water out in the bay, so there's a. There's like a silly raft race. Um, there are some like weird challenges this year. Somebody you had to balance a bucket of water on everybody's feet, and everyone had socks on, and then had to take their socks off without dropping the the bucket of water. Wow! Like it, you know, so um, 
some and 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 then it ends with a with a tug of war which is uh it's just fantastic and it's a a great day to kind of have some some fun to see people from other restaurants that you don't get to see during a very busy summer and uh like it has been and uh and it also supports the Dewey Business Partnership which which is a nonprofit that essentially raises funds to help supplement, um, you know, some big ticket items for uh, the Dewey and Rehoboth or, well, for the, the Dewey area, you know, the, the volunteer fire d- department, the police department, it's all, you know, right. kind of piecemeal yeah. together. So like if the lifeguards need a new four wheeler, uh, oftentimes it's the Dewey business partnership and, and a number of the businesses involved in that, that are helping to, uh, to raise funds. But mostly it's, fun people having a fun time out in the sun, plenty of day drinking. And, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great time. And then usually concludes with a nice little, um, hanging out in, in the bay there. Everybody brings their boat, uh, who has a boat. Right. And, uh, me, I just kind of, you know, walk on board and, and, snag a beer where I can from, <laughs> from people that I promise I'll pay back later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and the, the camaraderie part of it though, extends to the whole season. And the thing that I was specifically thinking about this week, I swear I'm not making this up was like when, cause I was thinking of the bartending thing. And then I was thinking of the chef thing and you know, the better chefs or the better cooks in the better places don't have any problem. Like if, if you're like, okay, who does, you know, what, where do you eat? What are, what are some of your favorite places to go around here? You know? And they always, they're always like, well, you know, Joe over there does a great this and Mm -hmm, Alice mm -hmm. over there does a great that. And they're never like, Oh, all the other restaurants are garbage. So I just eat at McDonald's or anything like that, you know? Right. You right. can get a re- you can get really good insights when they talk about the other restaurants and what they think other restaurants do well and do and do less well. Like they'll be like, if you're going to have a a, a ham and cheese sandwich and you don't have it here, that's stupid. We make the best. <laughs> but, right, right, right. But if you know, if you want, you know, a cheese and ham sandwich, well, then you got to go see Eddie around the corner. Right. Know? Yeah, and it's it is interesting too because I think it's very telling. Uh, how they re- react and what they uh, and what they say, both positively and negatively. Because I mean, the businesses that we work with that seem to thrive and do very well are the ones that you know are. <laughs> I hate to say it, the big the big tent kind right. of people. You know, the starboard Monty's uh, who owns the starboard. One of the owners, uh, kind of the principal guy, often says, uh, "The starboard wouldn't be the starboard." if it was anywhere else and if uh, it wouldn't be the starboard, if any of the surrounding businesses also weren't there, you know, it's like it, it's a recipe and it, and it works. Mm-hmm. Um, even though some of those businesses might not have the same sort of point of view and, uh, and that sort of thing, but it's uh, it, it really is. It's something, it's like the opposite of um Mr. Potter, <laughs> Monty's, you know, Dewey is, uh, where, where's, uh, where, uh, Bedford Falls. Right. And Monty is the, is the opposite of Mr. Potter. He's got a lot of, uh, power and, Potter. 
Yeah, power and influence. Um, but he's got that George Bailey in him that you know wants wants he everybody to be good instead of for evil. He doesn't need yeah. everyone to be working for him. Yes, and, and yes. that's the thing. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it's like in places where competition is fierce, mm-hmm. but there are. I'm going to make up a number. There are 8,000 covers on a given night Mm -hmm. and the restaurants can handle 8,008 covers per night. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like Mm -hmm. anybody starving while someone's getting fat, especially, you know, especially in, you know, the summer in, in a beach town. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the people who would rather just take the winters off, you know, are the right ones are the people who stay, stay because, they know they can sustain themselves. Yeah. It's not because they think that they can take business from somebody else. Like, Oh, if this winter, if we offer, you know, a better orange crush than the guy down the street, then we'll get some of his business and he'll have to close. That's not really the vibe. It's just like, well, we, there's enough for everybody and all year there's enough for everybody. Right. Right. Yeah, it it really is interesting. I've actually seen and you know, and then add on top of that this summer and the employee uh find you know, finding enough people to work and then uh and then customers uh not on the whole but a lot being less patient with, you know, already strapped staffs and and, and that sort of thing. It's been interesting, but I I have seen uh a, a couple places, the Sarber does it well. They bring in like real young guys to be food runners. There's all these 15, 14, 15 year old kids right. um, who it, like just have a great time. It's a, it's a fun. It's their first job. Yeah. It's their first job. They're actually making great money because they're getting tipped out. So, uh, you know, they're really enjoying it. It, but you know, I, I, they've always had that. And we were talking to one of the managers up at the hotel here in Berlin Uh and uh, she had the, the great insight to go ahead and hire some of the 14, 15 year old kids that were running around town, obviously with time on their hands. And she's finding that they're doing like great stuff. They are enjoying themselves. They're making some money and, and they're working and they're not, you know, not that they were terrorizing people on the on the on the front porch, but they're not running around in the street right. uh, of Berlin. They're they're actually doing something. And the thing that I hope and I would like to see and I hope continues is like you know you get a job like that. Maybe you're not going to keep them all, but you're going to keep those you know a certain percentage who are going to stick on through and be really good. Um, uh, hospitality workers that enjoy and right. enjoy the benefits of it and help your business and, and make, and they make good money. And I think that's uh, I think that's an important thing for, for the future of, of businesses around here. Yeah. Speaking of uh, terrorizing the streets of Berlin, I was in Berlin today. Yeah. Uh, there's nowhere to park there. I don't know if you've heard any complaints about the parking or. You can, you can park in my, in front of my house. I almost did. <laughs> funny i came this close i just knew that natalie would blow her brains out if i just came in and talked to you for an hour and then drove home and talked to you for another hour so that was mostly the reason i didn't stop um, but uh 
it was interesting. I so I was at this book club. They were talking about my book, Dragged Into the Light, something, 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 Sherry Schreiner. And um one of the one of the people was like, you know, what should the town do about parking? What is the town? And there is a, you know, I guess among the merchants, there's like this parking issue. And I kind of see it, uh, mm. but not a lot. You know, I, I think that, you know, you, you don't want to have more parking than you're ever going to have people. I guess the Peach Festival was recently, and mm-hmm. that was something of a parking dilemma because 10,000 people came. Um, that's something that kind of has taken on a weird life of its own that I don't think anybody understands at the, all. The, the Peach Festival? Yeah. Yeah. Do you well, know what I'm talking it, it, about? It, it, no, I don't know. I, I I don't know specifically what you're talking about. Were but you it's, in town last week? Was it insane? I was sitting. On, I was sitting on I, my porch. I would expect. I would have expected as much. <laughs> Drinking Bellinis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but they did it. They so they had it. I guess last year they they did it, and they had it like spread out because oftentimes it's been right at the Taylor House Museum. And it's very concentrated and, you know, and they've had a couple of things, but now it's more of more a town wide thing, which is probably, a, in my opinion, a better way to do it. Probably the merchants appreciate it more because there there's people moving around and, yeah. and, and visiting other places. I mean, it was rainy. So, so it was probably a parking nightmare because people didn't want to, uh, you know, or, or weren't at the beach in Ocean City or going to Assateague. So people were, were even more people were doing this. Yeah, they said there was there were people were parking on the highway. That, what? That, yes, that that it was. That's what I'm saying. I, you didn't leave the house, but probably for very good reason. Yeah. Um, so I was there today. It was a Wednesday afternoon, and mm-hmm. I did not um, accommodate looking for parking into my plan for going to Berlin. I I mm-hmm. never have. Yeah. And I couldn't find any, you know, I ended up parking eventually by the post office. I'm not going to talk about parking for very longer. Please don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, what I do want to talk about is there's this interesting balance where if a lot of people, if too many people are coming, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, if not enough people are coming, that's more of a problem. The uh, the interesting thing that I saw, and I'm not going to call any of them out because they know who they are and they don't listen to the show. There's a lot of I saw several parking for X X company employees only. Yeah, and that doesn't make me want to go in your store. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it's like no, 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 no. If you want to buy something, go fuck yourself. Go go park <laughs> down by the post office. But, yeah. you know, if you want to get what we have on sale, then uh, I mean, but if you want to work here, then it's fine that you can park here, you know, as if the last people on the planet who need close parking to to a store in Berlin are people who own businesses in Berlin. Yeah, but that was that was I, really a little more off putting than I thought it was going to be. I didn't rant, though. So that's good. That's good. I, I yeah, maybe we I can almost parked there so I could get towed and rant it. But I, I I changed my mind. That but that would be a a completely Tony move. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, so I want. Oh, to go ahead. You. Oh, go ahead, Tony. I dare you. <laughs> oh, I call. Yeah. I like. There's a guy. He parked, and now he doesn't look like he's going into the store. <laughs> you know, you may want to roll over there and check it out. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, this is a problem everywhere up in, uh, you know, it is always, always somebody makes a comment about Dewey. There's Dewey at like, people think it's bad in Berlin. There's no parking in Dewey. Insane. I and, did. Uh, yeah. I had to go to every time I've had to go to Dewey brewing company for like professional reasons. Yeah. I'll show up two hours early. I showed up, <laughs> I showed up two hours early and went to the beach once. So, yeah. so yeah. I could get a spot somewhere near, near the brewery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Rehoboth is is terrible too. Um, there's a lot of spaces, but a lot of people, and then like weird rules and uh, like. I oh, want it the, gets expensive. I mean, parking. The, Rehoboth, uh, you've got to pay. I don't know. It was fifteen dollars for every twenty three minutes or something like that. It's yeah, yeah. So I and and I I think Berlin. I mean, unless the unless the fire, uh, the fire department parking lot was full. And the Tyson plant was full. I don't under. I, I don't know what anybody is. Comp- we have the, we have those on one end. We have you know Buckingham. Oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I don't know if there's a good way to say this, but you're talking like someone who hasn't seen the age of the people who come to Berlin oh, yes. versus yep, yep, yep. You're the right. current temperature. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is the yarn store still open? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I think All so. All right, well, let's make up a different store then. Follow us to the cheese shop. Just crawl over the dead old ladies who started <laughs> passing out right about the time they got to the Taylor house. Uh, <laughs> they would need water stations. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Ki- kids, water kids stations could, in Berlin. Yeah, kids could do the you know lemonade stand or <laughs> water stations. Maybe like, uh, a maybe like a a tram, but not like a real tram. Like maybe like more like a moving sidewalk, like <laughs> that goes straight down the middle of Main Street. There was there was a guy who uh, would come up, and I don't know if he, he he had like a pedicab company, but I think it was just one one dude, um, and he would come to Berlin for like certain things. So yeah, you you could park you know down the way and then catch a pedicab. I, that's yes. that's what we need is is more is more, more of that cabs. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now you got something to do because today is a day where I totally would love to do a pedicab from <laughs> the Tyson plant to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Grab so, a beer along the way. Speaking of calling the cops, I want to <laughs> close out with the story of the serial killer cop that I met. And I'm going to write about it this week. So, you know, keep your eyes out for it. This is. uh when I was on my trip. So recently I took a trip to Pullman, Washington and back. It took three weeks. My wife and Mm -hmm. I went together. We took our time. We had all sorts of adventures. I don't like getting pulled over for no reason. Now you're going to say, you do like, you do like getting pulled over for a reason when they, no, I don't like getting pulled over for a reason, but I don't mind it. Right. Right. Um, So for example, I was doing well over a hundred miles an hour at one point in uh, <laughs> driving through Montana and I saw a cop up ahead and I slammed on the brakes and he got me at 96. Mm. If I'm driving 96 miles an hour in a 75, yeah, I probably deserve a ticket. You know, like no one should mm-hmm. be driving more than a hundred miles an hour and not expect to get ticketed. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whenever I go on long trips, I limit myself to one ticket. Um, which is tough, but important yeah. because I don't have the kind of money where I can get tickets all over the place. 
the problem is I rarely get pulled over for legitimate things. So <laughs> usually when someone pulls me over, I could be like, oh, all right, I'm going to get a ticket. I can mouth off and blow off a little steam because <laughs> I'm pissed off that they pulled me over. Right. But in this case, the guy had every right to pull me over. Like it was his duty to pull me over and say, don't drive 100 miles an hour, no matter what you heard about Montana. Right. Um, and. I so we we had a nice friendly exchange. He referred to me as big guy several times. I don't I think that when I wear my Mets hat west of uh, Pennsylvania, people think that I'm, you know, not mobbed up, but the mobbed up type. <laughs> you know? Hey big guy, how you doing? Hey, hey, it's a big guy. Yeah, so but we had a nice chat. He uh one of the things that he told me that I thought was amusing was he said, "You know, I just saw a animal they have like ibexes or something. They have like non-normal deer essentially okay. out there. Um, antelopes, maybe I don't know. Uh, but anyway, he's like, "Hey, I just you know I just saw an ibex down the road, and you know if you hit one of those, you know going 100 miles an hour, you know you're gonna you're gonna die." Yeah. And what I did not say because he was in every right to pull me over was like, "If if I don't see an ibex, a hundred thousand yards before i need to stop then i shouldn't be able to drive because we're in montana and there's there's a mountain over there about 70 miles away and there's a mountain over there about 70 miles away and if i can't see something running across the plains well before i need to stop then i shouldn't be allowed to drive a car right but i didn't say any of those things because i'm not mouthing off because he was right and i was wrong and so I visited my daughter. We had a wonderful time. I was on my way back through Iowa. And now I keep wanting to say that this happened in Utah only because the cop who pulled me over was like a cartoon of a Mormon. Like, oh, yeah. Like very like too chipper, too blonde, too pale. <laughs> For someone who stands out in the Iowa sun all day and you're white. Yeah. No, yeah. that makes me uncomfortable with you. <laughs> and so having already spent, that's the thing. So once I get my first ticket, I have to use cruise control for the rest of the, the rest of uh, the trip. Okay. And okay. it's not negotiable. Right. <laughs> I think you'll appreciate this story more than anyone who's listening to it, but I don't care. <laughs> I think it's great. So, I'm driving along and, you know, I get into Iowa. The speed limit is, let's say, yeah, no, the speed limit is 65. And so I pin the cruise control on 79, which seems reasonable to me. Less than 15 miles over the speed limit. Sure, sure. And I'm in the fucking desert, right? It's mm. not like it's not mm-hmm. like I'm driving through neighborhoods with schools. Mm-hmm. And I see the cop. And I move over. For, like, I don't slow down at all. You know, I, I see him up ahead of me. I blow past him. Yeah. After a while, I see him pull out. I see him going down. I move over. I'm like, oh, I wonder where he's going. And then he goes behind <laughs> me. I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and now I know I've already blown my $125. I can't mm. get a ticket here. Mm. So I pull over. And, and you I'm can't mad. mouth off. Well, I did mouth off because I knew I was getting a ticket, but there's another twist in this story. So 
Mormon central casting guy comes up, you know, roll down the window and he goes, hi, I'm Jamie, the Mormon. And I'm pulling you over today. He's like, do you know how fast you were going? And I said, yeah, I had my goddamn cruise control set. Give me my ticket. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, well, in Montana, no, Iowa, we're at, we're at absolute speed state. So, you know, there's no, you know, there's no bar for when we pull you over. I mean, like we won't pull you over uh, if you're going 61 in a 60 and like, well, that's not absolute. Is it? (laughs) You just contradicted yourself. That I did not say because the thing that he said before that, the thing that made me know he's a serial killer and one of the great cowardly acts in my life (laughs) was he said, well, if you tell me how fast you're going, maybe I'll just give you a warning. And I'm like, oh, I hate you so much. Oh, man. He's like, you know, you dirty, dirty boy. Admit what you did. Admit yeah, what you yeah. Did and I'll let you go. And I'm like, I have my cruise control set to 79. Yeah. And that's when he told me about the absolute speed thing. Oh, and that's geez. when I didn't. But like, if I hadn't gotten that ticket in Montana... When he said, if you tell me how fast you're going, I won't give you a ticket. I would have yeah. said, fuck you. I'd rather a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and the amount of energy it took for me to not say, fuck you. I would rather a ticket. It's still draining on me. I'm sleeping longer now. It's just, yeah. it's eating at my soul. That's why I have to write about it. I have to get it out of me somehow because yeah. I, it's so very rare that I'm not willing to take the punishment just so I can get to say my piece. Right. It's, it's actually, that might be like the third time it's ever happened in my whole life. <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, yeah, no, fuck you. Quit me. Fire me. And I think like, I know, I know I have four children at home and two of them yeah. are in college, but you know, fire me. I'm not doing this. Right. right. I'm, I, I like being right more than I like being employed more than I like having money <laughs> more than I like having friends. <laughs> And so to be put in this position where I had two, I like you spent your hundred and twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. You already quit your job over something like this earlier in the year. You can't, <laughs> you can't spend this hundred and twenty five dollars if by just giving him what he wants, which mm-hmm. is something to masturbate about when he gets back in his car. Right, right. You right. you save the hundred and twenty five dollars. So he gave me. He gave me the uh, he gave me the warning, and I set it to seventy six and drove away. <laughs> and that was my serial killers. Like when he, when they cat like if there are if there are hookers missing, yeah. I don't know if Iowa has hookers, but if Iowa has hookers and they're missing near the state line, yeah, somebody should look up Prince uh, Prince Mormon Faker or whatever. Yeah. Jamie, the Mormon, the uh, great segue. Everybody go buy Tony's book. <laughs> he, he needs he needs the money to pay to pay tickets to hey, serial one, killers. Just for the leisure to I, I'd love to get up to two hundred and fifty dollars a trip right now. I'm at one hundred and twenty five one. So about 20 miles over the speed limit for those of you who haven't been caught recently. 20 miles over is usually about one hundred and twenty five dollars. 
in my experience. Right. And so that's what I, I, I'm like, I have $125. If I get pulled over and I don't like the guy, I can mouth off and right. think of it as money well spent. The guy in Montana was just friendly as hell. He's like, I can't let you go that fast. It's like, I'm a cop for God's sake. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and watch you drive a hundred miles an hour and say, wow, he looks like right. he's having fun. You yeah. Have to yeah. Clean your body up later. They're going to be like, Hey, didn't you pass him right before <laughs> he went off the road? So I, and I ran said, into an Ibeck that was ran into an a thousand, a thousand yards away. Yeah. So, uh, so that's my summer vacation story. Maybe I'll just tell one of these a week forever. Cause I got a million stories on my, uh, on my on my vacation, but I'm happy to be back. As I said, and I will be in Berlin I on. I will be in Berlin on Sunday, and the reason that I'm saying this is because if you come by the the Greyhound bookstore and buy one of my books, I'll be there to sign. Awesome. Um, and if you don't, that's fine too. I mean, I can't talk. I'm doing this presentation for a book club who already bought the books and everything. Uh, I did one today. I had so much fun. Um, in case the people who were there decided to try to listen to this as well. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming. I had such a great chat. I still forget how angry Orgone makes people. Oh, really? There was this one woman, not angry, just dumbfounded, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. There was this one woman today who said, I can understand the reptilians better than I can understand the Orgone. Yeah, like the organ is just so dumb, and I like. I mean, she's. I think she said, you know, if I found Madonna was a reptilian, I'd buy that. But I can't believe anybody thinks, you know, maybe Madonna yeah. is a reptilian, but there's no such thing as organ. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I got it. I got a huge kick out of that. So thank you for everyone who came. Thank you for the people who are coming Sunday. And I'll keep we. We haven't caught up in too long. We, you want to make this a four-hour show? Or I know. If we only do one show uh, a month during the summer, we should make it an hour, yeah, <laughs> an we hour podcast. But so we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got my I've got my schedule back down and nailed. As it turned out last week, um, my 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 niece was in town and my wife had to take her someplace, and there was no one to watch the children. Sure, sure. But um, that's all over now. Back to normal. School starting again. We're chugging toward uh, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's so many more fun things that are going to happen between now and then. So uh, it's... Other than that, I got nothing. How about you? I got nothing. All right. Well, until next time, remember, at the beach. It's happy hour whenever you say it is. Day Drinking on Delmarva with Todd DeHart and Tony Russo is produced weekly, mostly by dumb luck. You can join them Wednesday afternoons or find them online at daydrinkingondelmarva.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll check back in with you next week.